Hey everybody, welcome to Gothic's Rest, episode number 20. Oh, I didn't think we'd make it this far. Big 20. Yeah. As of recording, episode 19, <laughs> I've edited almost twice now. Nice. Because uh, I had a little incident with the files being corrupted. Would this not have happened if you had saved more frequently? No, so okay. the problem is I save constantly. Mm -hmm. I I have a save every like 20 minutes or so of me editing. The file is just inoperably corrupted, what? unrecoverable. What exactly occurred that caused it to get corrupted? The program just crash or um yeah, the program crashed and started to hang. Gotcha. And then after like an hour of it hanging, I just closed it average yeah that makes sense and when i tried to reopen it audacity was like episode number 19 edit uh edit uh dot aup3 is not an audacity file please import the audio and i was like what so i tried importing it nope and it was like it, this is raw data i was like okay i'll try it as raw data do not import it as raw data. It becomes just screeching sounds. Yeah, it checks out. Because <laughs> um, a lot, of the, like, lot oh, of the data fuck. stored within it is like, you know, where audio clips are on the timeline, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, the, uh, well, the bits don't line up to actual audio at that point. Yeah, so I looked into it. I got like an, a tool that Audacity provides and ran a bunch of command line bullshit to try to recover it. Went to bed uh, Monday night because uh, the next thing was going to take like several hours of processing um, and woke up the next day and it was still just corrupted. Skill issue. Couldn't, couldn't fix it. So I was doing it in Audacity again. Um, I got like 45 minutes into the like three ish hours of recording we did. And was getting really frustrated because Audacity, I upgraded to Audacity um, 3.xx and uh, I think this is probably like what led to the corruption issue was upgrading this version because older versions you could recover it easier because it would give you like a bunch of little chunks of audio that you could recover. Um, and like they do like a weird database thing now for their files i i don't i don't really understand it but uh i upgraded audacity 3.xx because audacity has an issue where it doesn't like to do things to large uh tracks so whenever i apply the filters to like remove background noise and to uh do like noise gate stuff some of that works but some of it doesn't really work um noise gate specifically has problems doing anything to like large sections of audio so with the same setting i can select a small section of the audio and it'll be perfect remove all the little little noises that you hear you know so sometimes my headphones echo because they're open back and you know it kind of sucks but uh noise gate fixes it but every if i select time, the whole track every time you say noise gate i'm just thinking of like pizza gate or gamer gate <laughs> uh, uh, i don't no. know why uh yeah no you know just like uh watergate you know there's a huge <laughs> scandal here uh no uh i go into the 
the noise gate, select the whole thing, and it does nothing. Literally nothing. It processes for like two or three minutes, and then it's like, all right, we're done. Here's here's your noise gated file, and it it's done nothing. And so I spent some time on the forums and we were like, oh, this is an issue with the older versions. No, it's just an issue with all versions of Audacity. So I've now moved to using Reaper for editing. We'll see how that goes. I've been just kind of fiddling around with it, figuring it out. I have our audio imported into it. Um, I've set it up more like how I like it. I like to have the waveform and then a spectrogram because the spectrogram it's an easier way for me to visualize like random noise, but the waveform is nice for like visualizing actual speaking. And now I'm just figuring out how they set up like their macros. I think they call them like chains or something for uh, applying a bunch of filters in sequence. Wow. Um, but I have to go back and listen to all the audio again to make sure I'm doing it correctly. Nice. So that's been my, my weekend so far. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Hey, well, if it makes you feel any better, I've done absolutely no video editing. Ah, oh, God bless. You know, I keep you, just you, getting you, addicted to the fucking video game, dude. I like. Yeah, you kept you kept telling me like, oh, I'll do editing on this day I keep, or that. I day. keep getting home from like work, and I'm like, wow, tomorrow I have the day off. I will definitely mm-hmm. do video editing, and I don't. I just play RuneScape. <laughs> Yeah, you keep there was one there was one day when I was like, all right, I think I'm about to do some video editing. And then you were like, what if we played Baldur's Gate three? And I was like, fine, (laughs) whatever. Yeah. Was that uh, yesterday? I don't remember. I just remember like gearing up to do it. And then you were like, Baldur's Gate. And I was like, fine. (laughs) Such a good game. We're, we're, you know, uh, Baldur's Gate update. Uh, We are in the very beginning of act three now. So we're, we're we're enjoying it. It's fun. Um, this isn't a Baldur's Gate podcast, so I won't, you know, ramble on too long about it. But good game. Uh, they just announced some like updates to make Act Three a little bit better. Uh, and also to make it so you can have other players join yeah. you, and they can drop out without like leaving a permanent character That's in your party, destroying your save file essentially. Yeah. So that's. Awesome. Maybe we can actually have friends join us again for, for a little Baldur's Gate action. Um, because I wouldn't mind having like you know our friend David join us. Uh, you know here and there, but the fact that we had to leave his character with us like that means we're missing out on an NPC storyline. Yeah, like um, having two of our custom characters is already sometimes like man, I wish we could have more of the, the yeah. origin characters in the party sometimes. We were at a point where we wanted three origin characters with us. You know, minor spoilers. We wanted Asterian, Shadowheart, and there's one more. Will, I think, with us. I think so, or Gale. Yeah, something like that. And we just couldn't because we have two, two custom characters. So It would be nice if you could leave your custom characters at camp. But yeah, I think the game kind of ties your existence to like whatever character you create, be it an origin character mm-hmm. or a custom character. Yeah, what I've been told is there's like a bunch of flags that get set related to the story that's specifically tied to the character. And so that's why like characters get stuck to your party. 
because it fucks with the the like the way flags are handled, which is already a mess because in the same post where they're like, hey, we're going to fix Act 3, they're like, there's like 2,000 lines of dialogue that just don't get triggered because of a bug with the, uh, with the flag system. Nice. So that's somewhere in Act 3. I've been trying to stay spoiler-free, so I have no idea where in Act 3 or for whom, but... Um, yeah. They're also fixing some of the endings. Wow. Uh, yeah, so they I saw a lot Average of like, games industry that... dude just releasing these fucking dog shit broken ass games. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I from what it sounds like they didn't want like a super long ending, right? But they kind of went too far in the other direction and gave kind of a a real letdown because like by the point you finish this game you're like 200 hours in. Or like 150 yeah, like hours we're in. We're 70 ish hours in at this point, and we just got to mm-hmm. Act 3. So, like, it's a long ass yeah. fucking game. And Act 3 apparently is really long. I would not be surprised. Yeah, apparently, you know, the endings are pretty short because they didn't want like super long, like, video, like, hey, here's like an hour worth of video after you beat the Bro, game. But I'm all down for fucking Metal Gear yeah. Solid 4 or whatever the game was that was like hour long cutscenes. Yeah, no. Well, if, just let if me if know spent... before you start the cutscene. Just let me know, like, hey, this cutscene's like an hour long. Okay, okay, sure. Yeah, if I spend two hundred hours, you know, with Carlac fighting by my side, I want to fucking know what happens to her. I don't know what her ending is. I've just been told it's really disappointing, and they're specifically fixing that ending. So, you know, I want to know what it is. I want to know what happens to her. I want to know, you know, I want a satisfying ending. That's all I'm saying. But yeah, other than Baldur's Gate 3 and, you know, wanting to high-alk myself at the thought of re-editing this entire previous episode again, um, I've just been doing more agility, doing doing more skilling. I, uh, I broke down my time to max again, because I'm like, how much longer do I have? I have about 100 hours left, and 25 of those is in agility. Can we... I, have you considered just training the skill faster? Just be faster. Uh, Well, 25 is the efficient way. Just be faster than that, though. Like, I don't. Oh. Yeah. Just do that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My bad. Uh, Have you been doing anything cool this week? Um, You got some things. I know. I know you did. Did I? I don't remember. Uh, I always got to go into the fucking collection log to figure out what's going on. Um, Let's see. You got a dupe thing. Yeah. I got some things. So let's see. We recorded on the 23rd, so, okay, so all of these collection log uh, slots are re- uh, relevant. I have received um, a dark bow. I got that at, like, 23 dark beast kills, which is cool, because now I can just not care about dark beasts ever again, because it's kind of oh, a yeah. mid-slayer task. I extended them, assuming that it would take me a long time to get the collection log slot. And I haven't blocked them, but I did unextend them because they're they're a quick task yeah, if they're unextended. Unextended, it's like kill like ten to twenty of them. And they're yeah. super easy to kill. You just pray melee and sit there. So mm-hmm. that's cool. Um then I got a uh demons task, greater demons task. So I went to Krill for another like hundred kills or something. Um, 
I now am the proud owner of a Godsword Shard 1, a Godsword Shard 2, but no Godsword Shard 3. That'll come later, uh, probably after I get at least four more of the 1 and 2s. Um, and I also got a dupe Staff of the Dead, um, which makes me That's sad. so useful, dude. Now I have both a Toxic Staff of the Dead and a Staff of the Dead separately. <laughs> I'm so excited for this. Um. Would have been nice to see the spear, but, you know, what can you do? Um, and then I have been slowly continuing the Winter Todd grind to 95, uh, fire making. Um, very, very slowly on that front. I only do, like, one or two hours every three days. And is that for shades? Yeah, it's for shades, so I can get zealots, okay. so I can train prayer. Um, like I've said in the past, it's not necessary. I just kind of no. want to. Yeah. Um. I received a um, Tome of Fire, which is pretty cool, um, that successfully green-logged the uh, Winter Todd log for me, so that's pretty cool. And then I proceeded to the next solo after that, get a dupe Phoenix pet. So, you oh, know, yeah. that exists, Go that fuck happened. yourself. <laughs> it's pretty easy. You just click on the crates and they just, like, give you shit. I don't know. I also got three Bruma torches in one crate, um, which was That's interesting. Gross. So I had yeah. I had four Bruma torches. It didn't do the thing where it rolled one of them into a seed because they all came from the same crate. I'm assuming. Oh, interesting. Um, so that that was kind of interesting. Does that mean you could end up with five if you already have two somewhere? That means you or could more. That means you could end up with like theoretically, like in a hypothetical universe with insane RNG, you could have like thirty of 30. them. Thirty maximum yeah. because you could just <laughs> roll <You> get... 28 <laughs> that'll never happen that would, that but... would never ever happen in a million years but it is theoretically possible if you're feeling bored you know uh go calc out how likely it is <laughs> to get 28 burma torches from a max point game you are uh, probably more likely to win the lottery like five times in real life than to have that happen i it has to be like five times rarer than getting the onyx from the gem bag, right? Yeah, it's that would astronomically rare for that to happen. Like one in a trillion. Quintillions. Yeah. That shit would be so fucking rare. Yeah, but basically my week has just been uh getting back to Slayer with the occasional Winter mm -hmm. Todd thrown in. Did a basilisk task yesterday and once again was depressed by the lack of jaw drops. Um, I think mm. I'm up to like 800 KC, so probably going dry for that. What's the the rate for it? One in a thousand. On task? Yeah, five thousand off. Oh, okay. So you're not <clears throat> you're not actually. Dry I'm not dry yet. yet no, but I something tells me I'm probably not getting it in the next 200 <laughs> KC. Yeah. Um, which is annoying because I think the fucking. Nezzy jaw looks sick as fuck, and I want that shit. It does look very good. I'm mad that Torva is better than it. I'm just gonna keep because wearing Torva... the Nezzy helm. I don't even give a shit. <laughs> it's Torva like, looks better. It's like how now, I'm not but... gonna wear the Missouri helm. I'm just gonna keep also, wearing don't armor helm. Fucking cope in here. You're not getting fucking Torva anytime the fuck soon. I am. Oh, not yeah. I'm not you... getting Torva anytime soon. But when I have it, because I will have it. Um, I I'm just gonna keep wearing the fucking jaw helm i don't give a shit looks better fuck you die with the torva body and legs yeah though? fuck you 
I think that looks worse. I than think just it looks hilarious. I think it pissed people off and make me happy. <laughs> yeah, and then you hit them with the exclamation log next, and they can see. Yeah, you I, got I just have like fucking green log next. Just piss them <laughs> off. That'd be so funny. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I Torva looks fine now. I'm not like as upset by how it looks. I still compared think to, like the old version. I still think Bandos with jaw is a better. Oh look yeah, no, Bandos looks way better. A long shot. I would have wished. Uh, I don't know if you remember the like Bandos ornament kit that would have come from Amir's, Amir's arena. arena. Yeah. Yeah, I wish that's how like the upgraded version looked instead. Yeah. Because that looked the, sick. It was just... The armor kit from uh, Mews Arena also looked pretty good. Minus the helm. The helm looked fucking weird. I don't remember what the helm but looks like. It like it made the beak more curved, and it made the eye holes like wider for some reason. Uh... It looked really, really weird in my opinion. Oh, yeah, I see. I think the top and bottom <laughs> kitted looks good, but I don't like the helmet. Yeah. I'm surprised those never got just like shoehorned into the game somewhere else. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, we got the the dark chaos robes, yeah, right in Dead Man or not Dead Man, uh, BH, um, and like a lot of the other kits got put into BH. So yeah, very wacky. Yeah, maybe one day. Did anything else happen in this week, or I now to? have a black demons task. <laughs> wow, exciting! My next. Uh, Gorilla's kill will be the 600th, so I don't. So if I don't get my second Zenite, I am going to be mildly upset. Um, just get it. Just get the drop. That's the plan. Yeah. Not particularly excited then, to do that task, but whatever. Yeah, I don't. I don't really like uh, demonic gorillas. I'm okay I think with they're it. I not just, fun. They're tedious. Yeah, I. I'm okay with it for a little bit, but. It's becoming, it's becoming one of those things. I kind of talked about this, uh, I think, in a voice chat a couple of days ago. Um, there's a lot of things that stop being like a thing that you do because you know it's kind of fun or whatever, and mostly mm-hmm. for Iron Man mode become an obligation, and as such, do not have as much. You don't have as much fun doing it anymore. Um, yeah, like shamans. I'm at like somewhere around three thousand KC. And that hasn't been bad, but it's just downhill from there because it's like, oh boy, I'm getting closer and closer to rate and becoming more and more absolutely fucking depressed. Yeah. I mean, it's like, uh, you know, any grind that I've gone dry for, I, you know, I don't really need the drop because I'm a main, but like, you know, I want to see the collection log number go up and I've been doing prif laps and collecting crystal implings and just slowly watching as i go over the drop rate for the goddamn signet ring which is the most unimportant thing ever but i want that collection log slot so i'm just getting depressed every time i open a an impling jar and it's like ooh, here's two dragonstone yeah i don't know there's there's a lot of things where i don't really mind going dry per se um i don't really give a shit but Specifically for Iron Man mode, when it comes to like these these drops that are like huge upgrades that are required to continue progressing the account, I, I have started to to kind of real feel feel that kind of like wow, this is just fucking depressing feel that I didn't tend to feel as much on the main. Like I went uh 150, I think 
I don't remember closer to 200. I don't remember the exact number. Uh, but I did a lot of chambers on my main and never got a purple in my name. And that didn't mm-hmm. really make me that upset because um, I was just having fun raiding with the boys. Um, yeah, well, I mean, the difference is, like, if you're a main, it's just like, okay, cool. Yeah, like, I'd like... It doesn't really matter. I'd like the money and collection iron, log slots, you know, that'd be cool, but, like... Yeah, as an iron, you're now gated from doing content because you're not getting drops that would yeah. help you. It's like, haha, you want rigor? What if instead you got another torn prayer scroll mm-hmm. yeah it's it's yeah. rough but i i still think the for me at least the iron man gameplay loop finally getting those pinnacle drops that you need to progress is a certain feeling that i i would not i would not trade back for going to a main i i find the gameplay much more interesting but i just want to see number go up yeah that's fair Speaking of numbers going up, uh, another, this is a terrible transition, yeah. another poll, poll 80, you know, just getting right into it. There's a bunch of stuff about Dead Man that I don't care about. Yeah. Um, I, I, Bird was talking about maybe doing Dead Man. No, it's, it's too late at this point. The reason uh, mm. I would have played Dead Man is, uh, you know, to kind of start with it at the same time, which I did not end up doing. I'm probably mm-hmm. not going to start now. That just sounds like pain. Um, yeah get one banged by a one defense pure yeah, in the lowest bracket the the yeah. league's mechanics of dead man are interesting um and there's there's some unique mechanics that are in dead man that i don't imagine would ever make it to leagues um mm-hmm. that are interesting but just having to deal with pvp everywhere is uninteresting to me um yeah i'm i'm sure it's exciting in its own right but that's not why i play this game um and as i enjoy pvp but like losing shit that i'm not even bringing with me doesn't sound that terribly fun yeah that 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 certain form of risk is not interesting to me i can understand why that exists because that helps prevent people from just ragging but you know yeah i think i think it's cool like I'm glad a lot of yeah. people enjoy it, but it's just not particularly interesting to me. I just mm-hmm. I don't jive with it. So it looks super fun though. I've actually been watching like uh, Solo Mission and a couple others uh, play through it. Yeah, I've been and... watching a lot of people. Um, Solo Mission, Ditter Bitter, uh, Eliop, uh, Hanani is was rank one. That's funny on the high scores for a bit. For what? For points or? Uh, total level. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's 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 great YouTube content. I mean, I think I was saying leading up to Dead Man mode, like I don't really care for the to participate myself, but like watching other people is really fun. Yeah, that's like the exact opposite uh, when it comes around to leagues for me. Is I want to play the absolute shit out of leagues, and I don't give a fuck what any of the content creators are doing. I've watched like two leagues videos in my life, and I just fucking despise watching leagues videos. I don't know why. And it's usually because they're coming out while I'm playing the league, and I'm like, I don't fucking care what you're doing. I'm doing my shit. Mm -hmm. Fuck off. Yeah. I mean, I think that's very counter to how most people do it, because I think most people like to watch leagues and dead man videos, because, like, they kind of pop off for a lot of content creators, and they're probably pretty easy content to make. Yeah, I don't know. Leagues videos have just never been interesting to me, because... I've gone pretty hard on all the leagues 
And so most of this league's content is just like, it's shit I've already seen. It's shit I've already done, you know? And even in Trailblazer where like people picked other regions, like, I don't know. Wow, you're doing different bosses than me. <laughs> Crazy. Mm-hmm. Nothing was is particularly exciting to leak content to me. Um, but Deadman mode is interesting because I'm not actively participating in that and making the content uninteresting for myself. So, I don't know. Yeah. There's some wacky Deadman fucking relic or relics or sigils, whatever the fuck they're called. Oh, yeah. The, uh, the relic of the ninja I saw was going yeah. for like... 60 um, mil so, in game, yeah, which so is or in dead man, which is crazy you know, valuable. Yeah, uh, that just makes your weapon speed one tick faster if it's a five ticker or slower. That's pretty crazy, pretty wacky. But uh, get, getting back to the pull 80 stuff, uh, we have some pull 80 improvements. Uh, the biggest of which is the TOA stuff. Um, they did it. They did exactly what I said they should do that would take probably no time at all. Just put a deposit box in the raid. Yeah, there's a deposit pot. Yeah, a deposit pot, I think is what they, they actually call it. Yes. Um, And now you can put things into it. Uh, Obviously no raid supplies, but, you know, Anything else you can you can shove right in there and uh not have to worry about it, including your pickaxe. So, uh, cool. Yeah, you can bring extra stuff into the raid now and not worry about it. So now I can bring a full inventory of stores, and if I don't use them, then I don't use them, and it's not a big deal. Yeah, it's nice. Um, I like it because uh, especially for me, I have to bring the stupid blue kerosene right now. Because mm-hmm. I don't have a fang, because uh, I haven't done enough TOA. Um, I haven't such a fucking stupid sentence. I haven't done enough TOA to be able to do TOA. Great design, guys. Uh, but it's nice to be able to like after Kefri's done, just chuck away the blue blue Karis because I'm not I'm not gonna use it again. Mm-hmm. It, I don't know if you'll be able to put in weapons and stuff. It just though. says it's a deposit box. Well. We've added a deposit box next to the helpful spirit, which functions as a regular. Oh, it functions as a regular yeah. deposit box. Okay. That yeah, that's what it, I said. In the poll, in the poll, I thought they had made it like a little more uh, explicit that you'd only be able to put supplies. I in. think they did, but they probably realized that there's no reason to limit it to supplies. Kind of like when we, I, I forget which episode it was that we talked about it. I think it might have been last episode, but I was just saying. Why even limit it to just supplies? What's the point? Mm-hmm. So I think they realized that as well. And now it's yeah. just a deposit it, box. It, it, it's definitely for the better. Um, yeah, there's, there's no reason you shouldn't be able to just chuck anything you want in beyond, you know, items that cannot be in the normal game. Yeah. You know, the, the, the update's out now and it doesn't seem like there's any game-breaking bugs with the deposit box itself. So that's good. No uh, raid supplies being snuck out. Yeah, no I mean, salts or it brushes. functions like a deposit box. Deposit boxes do not let you deposit things that cannot be banked. I imagine raid supplies cannot be banked, and as such, it works fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there was a, a smuggle early on with Monkey Room. You could get the uh, potions out. 
Um, and they were alking for a good amount. That's funny. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we got Aka changes next. Uh, uh, well, also notably, there is a cavity outside the raid that lets you uh deposit or withdraw your pickaxe. That's in Aka. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's outside. Okay. It's in the lobby. So. Yeah, I like that. That that's good. Um, cause. Uh, the amount of times people are like, oh shit, I forgot my pickaxe. Uh, and then they'll grab their pickaxe and, you know, have to go into the raid to go put it in. And then we had just wait for them to go into Aka, you know, go into the puzzle room and, and do that. And yeah, there's, yeah, there's just like nice. a, there's a little hole in the wall next to the, uh, you died chest. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just labeled cavity and you can deposit or withdraw your pickaxe from there. I kind of wish it. Yeah, so now the tech, if you die in raids, is instead of, like, just running straight to the, the chest to, like, grab your stuff, run to the <laughs> left side of the chest to make it look like you're getting your pickaxe, you know, instead of uh, grabbing your, your death items. Mm-hmm, sure. <laughs> yeah, no, I kind of wish that it functioned kind of like the statues itself, where it showed you what kind of pickaxe you had in there. Mm-hmm. That would be kind of convenient, just as a visual cue. Maybe it does. I don't know, but you know, I, I kind of doubt it does. But it would be nice that it, if it had a visual, because I'm sure you can like right click, you know, with or you can just withdraw it to figure out which kind you have. But it'd be nice to just yeah. be able to look over and make sure that you have your whatever type of pickaxe you want to I mean, have I in there. I can just go find out right now. Let me finish the slap and I'll I'll go uh, teleport over to Toa. Takes like two minutes. Yeah, I, I kind of doubt it. I imagine it's just a hole in the wall. But maybe. Anyways, Aka. But, uh, Aka, yeah. So now when he's in the come phase, uh, he only moves if you hit him in your ghost or your or your your ranger or, or the Your Thrall. They're called Thralls. Yeah, the Thrall, thank you. Uh they will no longer make Aka move. Um even if you your thrall hits it, That's it won't make super it nice. move. I like that. Yeah. That is pretty neato. Um, I was saying, like, when this blog first came out for the poll, I was like, oh, I don't know, because, you know, Akka moving randomly rather than, you know, after a certain number of guaranteed hits might not feel good. But after, you know, doing some more raids with that change in mind, I'm like, nah, this is bullshit. <laughs> yeah, it's it's annoying. Uh, I can confirm your pickaxe does visually sit in the hole. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's like a little um, little enclave that sits on a little shelf in there. Neat. Yeah, that's nice. Um, I honestly didn't figure they would have gone to that effort. So, cool. Um, yeah, Aka change is good. Yeah, and then I don't they added much to say about. Then it. they added some words. Yeah, if you're in the raid, some of the invocations are different in how they're worded. Yeah, if you're, I'm assuming if you're in it's, the menu. Yeah, I'm assuming it's just like, uh, I don't even know what it would be. Yeah, I, think I, there some I have no idea, but there clear. there are some of them that didn't have super great clarification. But realistically, most people figured out what they did by asking their friend that they were raiding with. Uh, what they did, and then their friend learned by probably looking it up on the wiki. Mm-hmm. So, pyramid plunder changes, which I 
I I don't know if uh try too hard was right when he was telling us that the rates did decrease. It's just you had a chance to fail, therefore it didn't in- decrease in practice. I don't know. You remember that when he, I we think had he was right because um, I. I I believe that's literally just how it was worded in the blog, and I was just confused on what the fuck they meant, and he clarified it to be like that. I think he was correct about that. Okay. Maybe. But anyways, they've made it so you... The scepter rates are now actually better yeah. the further in the temple you get, or the pyramid you go. Yeah, and you will roll for the scepter even if you fail for it. Oh, really? Yeah. That's surprising. So... You know, maybe the meta is have a, a one strength account do pyramid plunder and just sit there failing the sarcophagus or something. Well, failing uh, means um, not opening it. No, failing means if you open it and a mummy spawns. Oh, that is what's wait, counted is that as considered failing. a fail. Yes. Oh, okay. previously, if you opened the grand chest and scarab spawned, or if you opened the uh, the sarcophagus and a mummy spawned that counted as a fail and it didn't roll at all mm, i see i so see. that's what they mean okay. by that is now even if a, an enemy spawns when you open it it will still roll for the scepter oh is it just that in later rooms you you're more likely to get the scarabs and mummies yes. okay, and that's why I the see. effective rate was essentially lower interesting okay cool good good change then Awesome. Now now I understand it. Why can't they just explain that in the blog? Ash. They just assume people know this shit. Uh there's some Arceus spell changes that I'm not gonna get into because who the fuck cares? Yeah, I as far as my understanding, this shit was never used in PvP to begin with. Yeah. And now they're better in PvP, so maybe they will be, but honestly probably not. They won't. <laughs> if you wanna smite someone, just smite someone. You don't need a go through all this effort for a shitty spellbook. Maybe some PK will put out some cheeky video about this now that it's slightly better, but I doubt it. Yeah, I'll go fucking uh, rock up with my Mark of Darkness. I mean, it'd be uh, funny. Undead grasp at the, the Chaos Altar and smite someone's plus one. It, I mean, I'm sure it would make for a funny video of people's reactions to like, why the fuck are you casting Mark of Darkness on me? <laughs> Well, you cast it on yourself now. That's the change. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, corruption yeah, a... is what I was actually referring to. Mm, yeah. Um, some some other changes. Lava dragons now have their insult heads. Cool. Uh, Web weaver bow only uses one ammo instead of four when you use its special cool. attack. You can get a bunch of god capes now if you want. Wow. I'm assuming that's just the regular god capes and not the imbued one. Yeah, considering that you can... You have to use another resource to get the imbued one. Yeah. Uh, cannons are, can be used in PvP worlds wherever looting bags cannot be used. Why? Yeah. Who cares? Um, sea Engineer rejoicing, I guess. I don't know. Um, loot keys broadcast over the clan chat, cool. which I thought they already did. Dude, I guess PK the amount of the amount of changes keys. they've made to clan chat of things you would have expected to broadcast is ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, wilderness achievement diary now gets more runes from that thing that nobody ever does. Yeah, still won't do that. Yeah, you get two hundred at elite tier now. Wow. So 
Yeah, wow. I still won't. I guess if you're an early game iron that's rushed wilderness elite, but you know, if I ever happen to find myself in Mage Bank, maybe I'll actually remember to do it now. Um probably not. Wilderness boss layers no longer have random events. Cringe. Which I voted no to. Um cringe change IMO. Marker Darkness now gives you a message when it's about to expire. Yeah, and similarly freezes also do that. Yeah, freezes when you get froze and when you're about to unfreeze. Uh they already did that. Um this is uh when your and when your opponent is frozen and when they're about to be unfrozen. Oh, wait. Are you sure? Yeah. A message will now appear in the chat box to indicate that players have been bound. Players will also see a message when they unfreeze. I'm pretty sure um, that was already in the game, but maybe that was a runelight feature. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, Dragon Scale Dust has been removed from the Nightmare Zone. Cool. Cool. Love Crossbow can be used in PvP yeah, now. Shit's funny. Yeah. I mean, it was just used because it had like a two attack speed or something no it was used for a skull trick was it yeah um west ham i think made a video oh, yeah where it, looked, that. it looked like he was shooting somebody so they'd skull up on him uh dino oh no i'm thinking of the hunter crossbow yeah because dino was using that for the super quick attack speed because you could attack with that and then like spec right after yeah, no, and the interesting to... the interesting part about this is the, you can you can use the thing where it shoots at someone, but it doesn't actually shoot at them. It just like shoots yeah, a funny projectile at them that doesn't do anything. It's like throwing a but snowball. But it looks like you're shooting at them and engaging combat, so it could be used to skull trick stupid people. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess you don't even need to be that stupid to fall for it. Like obviously, it looks like they shot a crossbow at you, and if you're not looking that hard, yeah, you shouldn't have to look at specifically what crossbow they're yeah. using to know. But also, just. I mean, a lot of people in the video, he was like, yeah, I wasn't able to skull trick them because they had skull prevention on. Yeah, which, you know, if you're, if you, that's what's if you're rocking up with, like, fucking full Torva and you don't intend to skull, just turn on skull prevention. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all the other changes are whatever. <laughs> They're just minor things. Yeah, free-to-play players now being informed they need membership to go into MTA. That didn't happen before. Odd. Okay, sure. I mean, I, I'd assume they could go into the area, but, like, there's nothing in there for them, so... Or they just weren't allowed to, because when you try and do members things, there's, like, the little pop-up that pops up in your chat box that's like, you should buy memberships. So I think that might be mm. what it is now, is it used to just, like, not let you in, but now it doesn't let you in and tells you that you should buy membership. Wow. That would be my guess. Maybe. But I don't actually know. You and I do know our sponsors, because no. uh, I think the next thing we're talking about is uh, the Scar Essence Mine, and that'll be part two. Sure. After the break. So, uh, shout out to our patrons over on Patreon. Uh, we have Big Dog Larry and Cloud Kicker at the T Efficient Auto tier. Thank you for wow. supporting what we do. We also are sponsored by. Uh, dead man mode. We're not, nice. but uh, get PK'd and called a bitch, and lose all your shit except for whatever like eight items you have in your your epic storage box. Hell yeah! This episode is also sponsored by Haggis. Get 
ready to pay a lot of fucking money, you bastards. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for sticking through that break. You know, sometimes when you're doing, like, the, the like, hey guys, welcome to the podcast, or, like, the welcome back to breaks, I want to just say something unhinged. <laughs> I don't know what, but like I just I always have the temptation to just blurt out whatever comes to mind. I mean, you could. There's a good chance I'd edit it out, but <laughs> Oh god, I'm not looking forward to having to re-edit some of the stuff from the previous episode. Sucks. I did a lot of editing. Hey, maybe like, you can actually edit that thing that past you said to edit in since you decided that. No, I thought it was that, way funnier what I what I actually did. Because you said um, that was probably equal, if not more work. It was more work, and I'm going to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's going to be actually a lot of work is I have an audio file, uh, an Audacity file that is just... Uh, all of the different sound effects that I use all in like different tracks. So I can just copy and paste it over and converting that to be usable in Reaper is going to be a pain. Cause I had to, uh, convert each track individually to a WAV file that I can then import into Reaper. So that's not that hard. Yeah. But it's just like it's individually tedious. I had to go. Yeah. It's just tedious. Like it's just annoying. You can just highlight each one and then, uh, export selected as, Oh, is that a feature? Yeah, just highlight a section of audio, and then you can file, export... Um... Oh, export selected audio. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I might do that. That's what I would do. I know a thing or two about audio editing, despite not editing the podcast. Yeah, that's I used just to make me. memes. <laughs> it's all me, baby. All of the mistakes you can blame on Bird, though. That's all him. That's yeah, definitely my fault. Mm-hmm. It's my fault for not editing it, you know? You know what else is your fault? Hmm. This update. This caters to your kind. Uh, you know, stay molding, motherfuckers. The Iron Men. Stay the fuck molding. So this is the Scar Essence mine. I'm going to be honest. We're not going to get I'm just into, gonna, like... I'm just going to get my immediate opinion out of the way. Uh-huh. I think this is fine. I think this is also fine. I think so. I think it's I think it's a pretty decent solution as well. I think the idea rough is TLDR, just so you know what we're talking about. Basically, you go to this place that's in the scar that you unlock during Desert Treasure Two. So doing any of guy. this has a requirement to be able to start Desert Treasure Two. Yeah. Um. So you you go into the scar. There's gonna be a new guy there from uh the Samurakian Magic. His name's Institute. Haggis. He sponsored the episode. I'm going to disagree with you on the pronunciation, but that's fine. I think Haggis is funny. I think it's Hagis. I think you're probably but... right, but I like Haggis. Uh, so Hagis, uh, he will, for a very hefty fee, convert uh, this new corrupted essence, I think is what they're calling it. Something like that. Tainted essence. Tainted essence. Tainted essence can get turned into... Uh, extract tainted extract is that what they're calling it or they're no there's extracts. different kinds there's warped twisted mangled and scarred extracts yeah and so uh depending on the kind you get will cost different amounts i believe yes so um just to real quick go through it uh warped extracts can be used to make air water earth fire mind and body runes 
um, and they will cost uh, 5 GP per rune. Uh, and as such, each extract will cost 1,250 GP. Twisted will let you make all the different kinds of uh, combo runes, as well as Chaos and Cosmic. These will cost 6,000 GP, um, which equates to 100 GP per rune. These per rune costs will make more sense when we explain what's going on, I swear. Um, scarred, ex <laughs> scarred extracts are Blood, Soul, and Wrath for 24k each, 400 GP per rune. And Mangolds are Nature, Law, Astral, and Death runes for 12k, 200 GP per rune. Yeah, so basically what you do is you mine the Tainted Essence, and then you go over to the Extractor, pick what kind of essence you want, give Pages a bunch of money, and then you get one of these extracts. Or many you know, of the these extracts, however many you buy. Because you are essentially yeah. just putting in... It's, they compare this to... Uh, and I think this is... Sandstone. They compare this to Sandstone, the uh, Sandstorm, where you can put in Sandstone and it gets grinded up into sand, and then you can pay a guy... I think it's like 5 GP or something per, yeah, bucket, per of sand. bucket of sand. It is similar mm -hmm. to that. You mine tainted essence, put it into a thing, and then pay a guy in order to get a thing out. Yeah. And I've seen people can say this is just shopscape, but like dressed up differently. I disagree. I, I never saw that comparison with sandstone. Yeah. People like the So sandstone. I don't see how this is different. I, I genuinely don't understand how this is different. I agree. Um, I... <laughs> I saw some copium that like Shopscape isn't even that bad. It's not Shopscape great. is so it fucking boring, fun. and I won't I won't go and say that this is like I'm sure crazy fucking interesting, right? It probably isn't, but I think it's probably a, a better solution. I think they're right that this is it is more interesting and it is more like it, it adds more to the world of RuneScape, which doesn't really matter to most people, but. I kind of like it when they, they make solutions like this that have any amount of, like, lore connection at all. Instead of just mm -hmm. like, haha, the people that sell runes now just have more of them. Yeah. Um, so basically, the way this works is you get your, your extracts, and then if you take an extract to go runecrafting... These are stackable, by the way. These are stackable. So if you go do blood runes, for every one blood rune you'd normally craft that we use one scarred extract to get 60 runes instead. So uh it, it's essentially a way to to, to multiply 61. Yes, you still craft the normal rune that you would craft. Oh yeah, yeah. And then right. get the essentially since you have it's done since you have done one crafting action, uh one mm -hmm. of these essences or yeah, these essences is consumed and gives you an additional 60. It turns into 60 runes. So essentially what's happening here is you can buy one of these extracts and they convert into 60 of a rune type of your choice. So you are essentially buying 60 blood runes for 24k. Yeah. Um, so if you were to do an inventory of 27 essence, 27 extracts, you would end up with 1,647 uh, blood runes. But it would cost you, you know, six hundred forty-eight thousand GP in extracts to do it. So, as a main, you will never ever do this. This will never be worth it for you. But as an iron, you know, at the cost of, you know, spending quite a bit more money, you're spending way less time having to actually like participate in rune crafting to get the runes you need. 
Yeah. You know, you don't have to do Shopscape to do them. And I'm I'm going to be real. I'm honestly, at the state of my account, more interested in being able to do this with fire runes. Yeah, because I'm going to be able to make so fucking many fire runes now. Yeah. For, yeah. So for the Mangled Scarred and Twisted Extracts, it only gives you 60 bonus runes. But for the Warped ones, which give you all the, the low level runes as well as elemental runes, it gives you 250 per es- per one of these essences used. Yeah. So you can make like a bazillion fire runes in one inventory which is mm-hmm. it's great i i think i think that expanding this system beyond just blood runes and making it so that it can affect any type of rune in the game is genius and i think that because even if like let's say that this is just you know shopscape with extra steps because to some degree sure i can accept that argument i disagree with it but to some degree i see where it's coming from this is, in my opinion, still better than just adding blood runes or soul runes to shops because it also mm-hmm. solves the problems of what if I want to make a shit ton of um, combo runes at once? Was our solution yeah. to just make combo runes a purchasable thing in shops? No, I don't think so. I think that's stupid. So instead now, you can make a shit ton of them at once because like a muds and... Muds and... I forget what other type of rune can also be used, but... Muds are especially convenient for being able to uh, do a bunch of things on the uh, I think I lunar use spell mists book. a lot. Yeah, it's like muds and mists are the good ones. Yeah. And so being able to craft a shit ton of those is also really nice. And then also, this solves the shopscape problem with fire runes for Trident. You can just make a shit ton of those as well now. And they only mm-hmm. co- and the, the extracts only cost 5 GP per rune there, so you're not even sh- shilling out like a shit ton of money there. I think it's a pretty pretty good solution here that they have in in my opinion you know yeah um i saw uh you know some people saying that this is going to be like the death of iron man mode and i don't really understand how you could come to the conclusion because like so you could that opinion already right yeah so i'm I'm gonna call this motherfucker out does he play iron man mode at all yeah he's he's a like he only plays iron and he's maxed right yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. I mean, the dude probably has more than enough runes to yeah. fucking like, last him a lifetime. Here's the thing, right? I have like 200,000 blood runes. So this isn't going to be a problem for quite some time. But I imagine eventually, when perhaps someday they make Scythe useful, um, which, is a whole, you get a scythe. which is a whole nother conversation. Um, and, you know, maybe I'm like blood barraging a lot is that uses a shit ton of blood runes. Let's let's not kid ourselves. Like I don't know how many mm-hmm. blood runes I went through doing my Zami task, but it was a lot. It was not a small amount. So you do use a lot of these things. Um so I think it is reasonable. And calling this the death of Iron Man mode makes absolutely no fucking sense to me. So Iron Man mode is dying because you're paying the same amount but getting a thing faster? That makes no sense to me. So the the, yeah. the lifeblood of Iron Man mode is things taking a long time. Yeah, what? I, I, I he he said like you know people that sign up for Iron Man mode are you know masochists and they knew what they're signing up for because like th- that's what Iron Man's about. And I'm like, how is that what Iron Man's about? That's what like, Iron, Man, Iron Man is about. Yeah, everybody knows that. <sighs> Iron Man isn't about like 
shopscape hopping to collect runes. No, the like, Iron that's Man masochism good... is what I was talking about earlier, about feeling like you're required to get a drop that you're going dry for. Mm-hmm. That's the masochism you're signing up for. Yeah. I don't think anybody goes into Iron Man mode going like, oh man, you know, I know I'm going to have to do shopscape. Because admittedly, I haven't had to do that much. And yeah. my account is, you know, only kind of like slightly above the mid game. So sure, I haven't had to experience these problems yet because uh, they do exist. I'm not downplaying that. But most people aren't thinking about like, you know, maxing their Iron Man and doing like crazy amounts of endgame content. Because let's be honest, the average player isn't doing that. Uh, I just did some math, by the way. Uh, you use about 3,600 blood runes an hour if you're swinging the scythe continuously. So, so yeah, it's, it's pretty expensive. It's not cheap. Um, yeah. so yeah, I, I don't know. I think that's a stupid argument. Um, I, yeah, I would love to be able to sit down with Sebe at some point. I feel like, like that man's probably just a brick wall. He seems <sighs> like the kind of guy that you just wouldn't be able to convince. I, I kind of want to invite him on the podcast. <laughs> I doubt he would ever accept, especially with like, you know, us, shit talking his ideas so often like i don't have like i, I want to make it clear i don't dislike sebe i think he has some bad ideas but like you know he like i'm thankful people like him exist in the community that will like just sit down and like you know talk about the ideas they have and you know come up yeah, with I think, stuff because i think one thing i, I think admire about good. sebe is that he is unashamedly himself yeah uh, and no, i absolutely. i am the same way i, I think that's pretty relevant in the way that i just unashamedly tell people that they're stupid um yeah. i am unashamedly who i want to who be, knows and he is also maybe that he's way, and right. i respect that maybe the game would be better yeah if we you know went down his path but you know i, have, I think it's fine i to have, have different significantly opi- different opinions than him and yeah that's okay <laughs> yeah if but somehow by chance sebe hears this, this is my open invitation <laughs> you know to have you on the show um I will not uh, go out of my way, you know, at least right now to DM you and ask if you want to come on the show, as I think that is yeah, far outside my reach. Miracle of God, you're listening to this. Yeah, it, or, or a viewer no of yours sends it to you. Uh, don't go out of your way, by the way, and send it to Sebe. Uh, but, you know, if somehow he hears this, uh, we are on Twitter, so you can reach out <laughs> that way. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I would love to be able to, like, pick his brain and just like figure out like how he how he thinks about the game because like i mean you know there's tons and tons of audio of him talking about how he thinks about the game but like i want to like really when he says something ask a question really figure out why he thinks that yeah exactly because i feel like a lot of the guests don't push back or like try to really figure out why he thinks what they think because a lot of them agree with him Yeah. And I, I mean, want to know you know, why. generally that's why people invite people onto their podcast. I think it's kind of relevant here, you know. We've invited yeah. we've invited people onto our podcast that have relatively similar ways of thinking about the game. Yeah, exactly. Um because as as much as people like to drama farm on the internet, I think most people when they are actually not even face to face, but just like voice to voice communicating, don't really want they to involve themselves in an argument. Most yeah. people. I know that you are different. You like arguing with people. I love arguing so, with people, but I think I that mean, most you know, people don't like to actively engage in 
you know, argumentative, like, combat, you know? Yeah. They like to, to be fair, also, though, some people will have an easier time. Like, I found when I would, like, talk about politics online, doing it in a voice chat is way different than, like, oh, yeah. having the time to be able to think up stuff and, like, type it out. Oh, so. absolutely, yeah. That's why I, you know, I, I'm very sure shot with, like, some of the opinions that I have on here. But realistically, if I took more time to think about them from time to time, I'd probably say something different. And like, for example, nah, just shit out your, your uh, half thought out. And, uh, I mean, that's ideas. usually what I do, because I think it's probably more entertaining, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, it's 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 a different game having to, to argue things on the spot than being able to, you know, research, research out your opinions, figure out exactly what you think. Um, and there are there are times when both of them are equally important i think yeah yeah I, I, being I able to I do both is good um but i think that you know sometimes it's it's like i i don't remember what it was but it's like the the thing where people would like go ask students on like a college campus these like weird ass questions and just get their like oh. immediate responses like that's a situation yeah. where that's bad and you're just using it to try and prove your point because you're putting them on the spot and they don't have any time to think about it or research it. Yeah, Steven Crowder is uh famous for for just yelling at college students. Yeah, and... I have no I I probably seen him but I have no idea who he is off the top of my head. <laughs> uh he's the you've seen the meme of the guy sitting at a booth at a college oh, campus is that, that him? says changed my mind. That's funny. Yeah. Um yeah. But I was I was saying that because, you know, it was, it was relevant to, you know, it's sometimes putting people on the spot is bad. And sometimes giving people like a million hours to think about their argument puts them into like their own little echo chamber. And that can also be bad. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I, I can agree with that. If you don't have an outside mediating force to like kind of tell you, hey, have you thought about like this idea in this context or from this perspective? then you know people tend to get more extreme ideas about like you know how they want to implement or how they want the game to go yeah you know and it reminds me when i was working on uh some of my student projects in college uh we we made student video games and we'd get to the point in development where we'd like you know we'd have made a bunch of things and you you kind of become complacent with like these weird oddities about your game and you don't even realize mm -hmm. it. And then you'll have someone who has never played the game before come in and test it. And they'll be like, why is this thing like this? And you're like, yeah, because it is. And they're like, this is stupid. And you're like, huh? Yeah, you're right. That is stupid. Early video game controls were like that. It's like, yeah. why? Why was A and D rotate left and right? Like, yeah, what was happening? What... Or it wasn't even WASD. Yeah, no, it was it like was, arrow keys. Yeah, it was like arrow keys to move, and then you could use different keys to to rotate the camera in certain ways. Well, it was W and S, or not W and S, uh, forward and backwards to move forward and backwards, left and right to rotate. Yeah. Uh, there was no strafing unless yep. you bound it specifically to a different key. Yeah, it was. It was um, some whack times. Yeah. Uh, I know IJKL became a thing from that. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. because it's, they're they're slightly closer. I still think WASD yeah. and uh, uh, arrow keys feels better than uh, IJKL and arrow keys. I don't like having my hands that close. 
yeah that, that's totally fair yeah i i think this is a good idea though um like realistically an iron man has to have a lot of spare gp to be able to use this for you know more than a couple of hours yeah um because an hour of creating extracts mind you you it's going to take a lot longer than an hour to use all these extracts but to get you know an hour's worth of extracts you can get 25k of them that is going to cost you 600 million gp mm-hmm. in raw gp yep. to get that um it's a lot of money it's a yeah. lot of corrupted gauntlet alks i i wish they would have made a uh comparison in here to tell you how many or how much GP per hour it's going to cost to make. Yeah, I remember you were talking, you had like posted some screenshots about how these uh, these two paragraphs are a little confusing. Yeah, because right after it says, that, you know, you can make 25k extracts an hour, it's going to cost 600k. They then say, you know, you can craft 250k blood runes an hour. And in my mind, I'm like, okay, those two things are, are related. They are not. There's no relationship between those numbers. Yeah. The amount of extracts you can make, well, it's per hour. It's it's bad. It's especially bad wording because it's like we reckon players will be able to obtain twenty five thousand extracts per hour, assuming they can afford, uh, assuming they have the cash to afford them all. Cool. And then they say yeah. with these twenty five thousand extracts, we anticipate that speedy players using the so called true blood altar could expect to craft somewhere in the region of two hundred thousand to two hundred fifty blood runes per hour. What does the twenty five thousand extracts have to do with anything of that? You know what's even worse? In on the Reddit thread for this update, a uh, Jmon said the 250k bloods per hour assumes you're starting from zero extracts and getting the extracts as part of this process. That is even worse. So what because yeah, at the okay, beginning you know of what? the I, sentence, I need not a... even the paragraph, the sentence it says yeah. with these 25,000 extracts, I, we expect I them need to, to be able to craft 200,000 blood runes per hour. Yeah, I need to find this post again. In my opinion, though, it's it's a moot point. Um, it doesn't completely matter. Like, it would be nice to know this information, but at the end of the day, this is going to be an objectively yeah. faster method of getting these items, and it costs the exact same amount that it would in an ideal world already. So, Scythe Sergeant on Reddit asks, "Is it ni- uh, as nice as it is knowing you can potentially craft two hundred bloods an hour?" How many can you obtain starting from zero tainted essence in an hour? Mod Goblin replies, the figures given are assuming you start with zero extracts and you can spend an hour both obtaining the extracts then using them to craft the runes within the hour. So a 200k figure you quoted is the answer to your question. Yeah, very, which, very poorly worded, it would seem. Yeah, so how much does it cost per hour is what I want to know. Yeah, hard to say. Which I don't know. It's probably pretty I easy guess, to calc that out. Um, yeah. You know what? Fuck it. I'll calculate it right now. Live on the show. 250k <laughs> bloods divided by 60, because that's how many you're using. Um, and that's not including also the, like, one additional blood runes you'd be getting, or if you're using blood essences, or if you have the uh, rune crafting oh. outfit. But that doesn't matter. Just ballpark it. This figure assumes none of those bonuses, because yeah. this those stack multiplicative, this is an additive thing. So, So how much does it cost per... 24k per extract. 24k? Mm hmm. This can't be right. Says it's uh, 98.3 mil for an hour of blood rune crafting. 
That feels that doesn't feel right. Maybe it is right. I don't know. Two hundred fifty. Well, hang on. Two hundred fifty k blood runes times four. No, I think that might be right. Is it because okay? Blood runes. So we're so that was assuming the two hundred k number, right? Or two hundred? Yeah, yeah. two hundred k blood runes times two, the four hundred GP that they would cost. Yeah, eighty mil. Sorry, two two hundred fifty k. Okay, yeah, two hundred two hundred fifty k. That should cost a uh, hundred mil. So yeah, that's okay. that's a that's a pretty accurate ballpark because yeah, uh, they cost yeah. four hundred GP each, so two hundred fifty k times four hundred, hundred mil. Yeah, so so a hundred mil to get two hundred fifty k blood runes. Yeah, that's really expensive. Yes. Uh, Iron Men can do this, you know, once they'll be set for a while, but they're not going to be doing this like over and over and over yeah, no. again. Like I, it is literally just a method at which to move away from the shop interface but still cost mm -hmm. the same as if you were using the shop interface uh how much would that cost via the shop 100 mil assuming oh, would it okay uh, that's that's why i was saying it's a good ballpark uh it, it's like it's roughly accurate because it would cost 100 mil to buy 250k blood runes and that is assuming that you are buying exactly at 400 gp at max stock yeah okay Good, good change then. I, I think, yeah, fair. I, I like this. I like this a lot. Yeah, the, more, just, the more I talk about it, they literally just ripped the numbers from the shop interface and made it cost that much per rune. And because you get sixty runes, so four hundred GP per rune, a scarred extract, a scarred extract costs twenty four k. Wow, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I can see the shopscape argument a yeah, little that, bit that's why better I say now. It, it is fundamentally, to some degree, a true argument. But I don't care. I think yeah. shopscape is lame. Will this be? I mean, you could also be make incredible? the argument though that sandstone is yeah, shopscape still. So exactly, and I think that it's fine. Like personally, for me, mm -hmm. I just don't like interface interface gaming. Um, no, interface gaming also requires fun. you to hop and. Hopping, it, to me, is like Breath of the Wild shrines. Every time you go in, into or out of a shrine in Breath of the Wild, you are forced into a loading screen that takes approximately 10 seconds. The amount of fucking time I've lost in my life to those loading screens is insane. And the amount of time shopscapers are losing of their life waiting for the hopping to finish is probably insane. Yeah, it's... It's just not fun. I can't see how. And I you don't have imagine this would be crazy fun to fucking drown that argument. But I, for me at least, I don't think it'll be as completely fucking mind-numbingly stupid. Yeah, um, I think I remember, uh, seeing that like it's it'll take like three hours or so of, of hopping to do this. Yeah, I have no idea the the numbers of how long it would take. I think they talk about it uh, down here somewhere. Um, but they don't talk about how long it takes to hop for this. I they did. But in Petscape, we were talking about it okay. more. You did the math. Uh, I think it's I, I think it's like an hour of hopping. Um, or not an hour, three hours of hopping. So have fun. <laughs> yeah, hopping is just stupid. I don't I don't like world hop like, content. Yeah. And like I said, this this content isn't going to be particularly engaging. It's literally just sandstone mining. You mine a thing, you put it into a thing, and then you get a thing. It's not 
fucking revolutionary gameplay, but mm-hmm. it doesn't involve me interfacing constantly. <laughs> so I don't uh, know. In my opinion, it's better. Um, all the art looks cool. And like I said, I think the biggest thing that I like about this is that it solves every type of rune, literally every single rune that exists, which I think is very, very forward yeah. thinking. Yeah, because, you know, they could have gotten away with just doing bloods and souls, you know, because that's what people need right now. But then, you know, six months from now, uh, when we get a new piece of content that requires, I don't know, wraths for some reason. When the, uh, when the fang finally gets charged with wrath runes. <laughs> Fuck off. Uh, yeah, when, when Seve becomes CEO of Dragex and makes all of his changes, and wrath runes charged the, uh, the, the fang at two charges per, uh, swing. Or two wrath runes per swing, yes. Um... Yeah, the Christ. Yeah, it's funny the like how often he changed the idea, um, because like at first it was death runes and then it became one wrath rune, and I think because of the Sebe cast with uh no monkey and I think it was Addy, right? I have no idea. I am I am the worst person to ask about old school RuneScape old school RuneScape content creators. I keep up with maybe like three of them. You always send me these videos of like content creators. You're like, check this out. I'm like, who the fuck is that? No offense to <laughs> anybody in the community, but I just I don't keep up. I'm not a social media guy. I have my, yeah, my yeah. little spheres. There's that no I monkey and Addicon. Yeah, they uh were like, oh, this wouldn't fix things because, you know, then you know, high level players will still use it because it's best in slot. The problem isn't that it's cheap and accessible. The problem is that it's good everywhere. Uh, and he's like, okay, but what if it's two wrath runes now? Yeah. And I, <laughs> I tend to agree with, with no monkey um, and Addy on, on that. It's like the problem isn't like what the cost of Fang is or what it's cost to yeah. use is the problem Fang is Fang could still be 500 mil. The problem and... is, is that the best in slot stab weapon is best at the slash weak boss Vardorvis. Mm-hmm. It's not best. The Soul Reaper Axe is, I think, slightly better. But yeah, it is better yeah, than the... Blade of Sailor and Scythe, which are yeah. The problem really is it's, good slash it's second best in slot, literally like everywhere. Yeah, it's just <laughs> over like niche good weapons everywhere. Over these niche weapons that are supposed to fit into these niches, it's Blowpipe two point yeah. And I'm the I, problem with Blowpipe was never how much it cost to use. The problem was who was good everywhere. Yeah. And I, I think this is just completely crackpot theory. I, I think Jagex is aware of this. I would, I would imagine they are not just like fucking, you know, putting their hands over their ears and going la 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 la. I, I doubt that's happening. Mm-hmm. I imagine they are trying to th- create a solution, which you know it seems very simple to us. Um, but yeah, you know their teams are also doing lots of things. They are also continuing to make content for the game. We have seen where their priorities lie a lot of the time. The t- uh, TOA changes that we got this week, had we not like complained about it, I think would have come out s- months from now. Which yeah, is crazy. You know, I think we talked about this on the last one, but Mod Light in a Reddit thread or a tweet or something, I think it was a thread, said that like, yeah, said that like content 
like you know uh content like ql changes are a low priority so like you know we're not gonna get stuff like that for a while because you know they'd rather push out new content and i can understand why a company would want to do that because new content is exciting and gets players you know uh into the game but you know for the health of the game it might not be best to keep pushing back these uh important uh quality of yeah. life changes so like i was saying you know their their priorities are very clearly not the same as the priorities of the community um mm-hmm. so i imagine they are aware of this issue but who knows when we'll see it addressed which is frustrating yeah. but that's just how playing a video game works unfortunately <laughs> This yeah, happens like, with literally any video game ever that has any sort of a live component. And and the moment they start, you know, trying to focus on priorities for the community, it's like, okay, but whose priorities? Yeah. You know. Then we start getting into the, the high level community discussion again of like who actually yeah. matters. You know, you'll get the uh PKing community that'll say that they're not catered for. Okay, you start catering for the PKing community, but what what part of the PKing community? Is it the Deep Wilderness PKers? Is it the uh, clan PKing? Is it uh, the people that PK on PvP worlds? Is it the bounty hunters? Is it uh, people that PK skillers? Like, who who do you prioritize? You know, if you prioritize uh, PVM, is it, you know, are we prioritizing people that do raids? Is it uh, people that do high level PVM is it speedrunners? Do we prioritize stuff for low level players that are trying to get into PVM? Because you know we saw with the the summit that we are getting content for low level players, and there's a lot of people that are upset by that. You know they think it's a waste of dev time. So I think their opinion is a waste of dev time. You know, Jagex has you know not to constantly play defense for jagex but they have a a lot of things to try to figure out what to prioritize and you can't really make everyone happy and i'm gonna say it like i always do the end of the day they're a company and most likely their priorities are going to align with what they think will make them the most money Mm -hmm. yeah exactly and getting more players into the game and more players to a point where they can do high-level content so that both new players and the developers that want to make high-level content into the same, you know, priority region makes sense to make money for them. There's really nothing we can do about it, you know? Um, Complaining about not getting QOL seems to have done something, so hey, that's cool. But, you know, whatever. (laughs) I I don't know where I'm going with this. (laughs) Just kind of talking in circles at this point. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it is what it is. It is um, what it is. I agree. It is what it is. Yeah. Uh I think Jagex is doing a fine job. Um I think the content we have to look forward to is going to be hopefully good. Yeah. I um I am appeased with the the state the state of the way the game is updated right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm particularly, you know, thrilled but I'm also not particularly disappointed personally. I am. Yeah. I'm just. I'm all right with this. This is okay. This is fine. Yeah. And while I'm usually like re-updates shouldn't cater specifically to Iron Man, uh, you know, this is a change that I think 
has to be made to cater to Iron Man because, you know, blood runes are insanely cheap already. They're at their lowest they can be, Ali Morrison's shop price. <laughs> um, and irons cannot benefit from that. So I think personally yeah. that this doesn't entirely cater specifically to irons. Um, specifically for the um, uh, the the multi rune craft elemental, yeah, the, the oh. combo runes. Um, okay, like how much does a mud rune cost? Okay, seventy five GP. Never mind. There's, I mean, hundred GP per mud rune. Yeah. What about mist runes? I remember mud runes used to be like a couple hundred GP. I think they're all in the bin yeah. post goader. Yeah, I think post goader. These are these are all in the bin. So yeah, they used to be expensive. Fine. I don't know. It could have theoretically changed uh, those markets, but yeah, I, I mean, I'm an Iron Man now. I don't know shit about the fucking GE prices. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, I think at one point, you know, perhaps pre uh, Guardians of the Rift, um, this would have have made changes for main specifically for uh, combo runes, but perhaps yeah. perhaps the prices for the combo rune, the Twisted Extract, would have been different based on the GE price of those at the time, because they said, uh. Um, we've aimed to ensure the cost per rune for these types remains higher than their well-established values on the Grand Exchange. So, Yeah, I saw someone being like, oh, blood should be like 300 GP per rune. And I'm like, well, if we ever want bloods to maybe have a chance of recovering a bit, they can't go that low. Um, General Tractor on Twitter you know, made a good point that like this is the new cap now for all of rune types. You know, Blood Souls Wraths uh, can never go below 400 GP now. Because. Above. Or, yeah, above, sorry. Um, because you're, you know, you can just craft them via the Scarred Extract and make a profit. So, you know, that's their new upper limit. You know, same with Nature's Laws, Astral's Deaths. Um, I don't know. There's like a part of me that's like, surely, you know, uh, one day, uh, natures will recover and they won't be at alk price but i disagree you know, i think i think that's copium yeah i guardians of the rift has made those prices forever in the bin even if nature runes went up went back up to alk price you know alk is 108 uh gp for nature runes they cost 200 gp to make for these so they'd, they'd still yeah. be above alk price so yeah well i mean okay fair they they used to be more expensive though. They used to be more than I think. I, I, I think recall like them over back 200 in the day. A, it, a decent price for them was like two hundred to two hundred ten. So yeah, realistically, this still doesn't change anything. I am you know, fair. Um, I I think that these have decent value in terms of their historic price. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I I think it's fine. I don't think that yep. runes will ever recover, and I think that that's fine because rune crafting isn't actually fucking any amount of useful skill at all now. And the reason that runes mm -hmm. were expensive is because the skill that was used to make runes was always fucking nobody terrible. wanted to do. Yeah. Now that it's yeah, Guardian... now that <laughs> now that the skill is somewhat bearable to train through methods such as Guardians of the Rift or you know, having the raiments of the eye and doing other rune crafting methods because you actually get decent amounts of runes now. Whoa, suddenly the price of runes went down? Insane. Who could have yeah. seen this coming? It's 
not a surprise that you know all the prices crashed once people actually started. It's doing like the if content. they made it so that smithing would allow you to make dragon ammo. Suddenly, the dragon ammo types would go down. Mm-hmm. Because crazy that our production skill can actually produce the resource that we want. Yeah, if you know, there's been arguments I've seen uh, in like Petscape about like what drops uh should you know bosses have to like keep prices of stuff up um and i think that's hard like a hard thing to do because like you know if if a boss drops ammo and people like to do the boss then that ammo is going to be in the bin because you know a shit ton of it's going to come into the game and you know you can't just keep passing the you know, uh, you you can't just keep going back in the chain, trying to figure out what a boss can drop, that won't just absolutely destroy the price of something. Yeah, I mean, it really cause... doesn't matter what you put on a boss table. If you put anything that has value on a new boss that people are going to like, that thing is going to go in the bin. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't matter what the boss, like what unique it drops or whatever. If people like the boss and have a reason to farm the boss, everything on their bot on their table is going to start going in the bin. Yeah, like, you could put a bunch of Alks on the table, but then you just increase yeah, inflation. Now you're just throwing a bunch of gold into the game. Yeah. And people mauled every time we get a boss that has, like, you know, uh, no drops, but only uniques. Because that just feels bad from a gameplay perspective. Like, let's not kid yeah. ourselves. You know, uh, the... Desert Treasure 2 bosses, while, you know, are they're very enjoyable, I've seen people complain that the drops there are really bad. I uh, haven't particularly experienced that. I, I think the Desert Treasure 2 bosses are in a decent spot. They have a couple of, like, somewhat uncommon, like, money drops. And I've seen those enough times between... I think that's a good way of doing yeah, it. I, yeah, I've seen those I've seen... enough times between, like, the mid-as-hell drops that I, I think it's at a pretty decent spot. I've seen less complaining for the Desert Treasure 2 bosses than I have other bosses, but I, I definitely have still seen some complaints. I mean, it doesn't matter what the fuck you put in the game. People are going to complain. Yeah. And, and you can't just do something like uh, Nex or Nightmare because those are too rare. And, yeah, that uh, just feels fucking terrible. Yeah. They have like literally nothing that's worthwhile besides their uniques. Which just generally feels awful as a player. And I don't think yeah. that's how we should be designing games. I think we should design games to feel good to play, personally. Um, so, you know. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, no, I, feel, I feel a lot of the time uh, people lose themselves in like the arguments for the health of the game. They lose the fact that the game needs to be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, it's, it's a not a real-world economy. So, like, we don't have to worry too much about, like inflation or crashing item prices like as long as like we should be aware of it and we should perhaps be yeah. somewhat concerned with it but at we the end of the day our Zora and in you know more muspa and stuff yeah. but at the end of the day i personally believe that the focus should be on making the game fun to play mm-hmm. um and maybe that's a controversial opinion i don't know <laughs> but yeah i i think we're probably done with this this topic um overall new runecraft thing pretty good i think i think it's yeah. i think it's pretty forward thinking i think it's well thought out and i like the art <laughs> but 
the little. I saw I saw some people saying they weren't a huge fan. I of I like this. the way the little extracts work. I, I, they look like cool guys. Yeah, I like the way. They um, look. do we talk about the rewards from the Trailblazer? I think we talk about it just as an excuse to also just kind of talk about Trailblazer for a little bit. Also, yeah, just got okay. Mighty Fletching, let's go. <laughs> I saw some people in Petscape saying that all the art looks like they sketched it out on a napkin 20 minutes before the vlog came out. It does seem a bit odd. I think previously we have received like actual in-game models for these blogs. Yeah. So I can understand that. And also the size at which, like, for example, if you look at uh, the alchemy animation on the blog, mm-hmm. that shit has been blown up so much. Holy fuck. Yeah. It is so obvious. I mean, yeah, clearly this is like, uh, you know, one of the artists had like a big document open and they were making a bunch of sketches on this one like document. Um, and then they've just taken this and like, you know, taken the final versions of them and blown it up to be on the blog. But I don't think this was done in just like an afternoon. Like clearly there's. These are like final iterations that they've done. Yeah. I, or if not final iterations, like, you know, they've iterated on it. Yeah. I would have preferred to have seen more actual models since these, a lot of these are just like, for example, the, uh, the blowpipe ornament kit. Mm-hmm. You're not even remodeling it. You're just, you're just recalling it. That can't just be like thrown into the game real quick. I mean, the, the blowpipe, uh, the, the projectile is going to be different. So that's cool. It's still just a recolor though, isn't it? Oh, is it? Yeah. I, I think, don't know what the... I think I don't that's what the, what the... the projectile looks like normally. I could be wrong. Oh, but okay. I'm pretty sure well, that's what it looks like. Cool. It'll be the same then. It's just a different color. It's just fiery colored. Yeah, so the the theme for this trailblazer is fire. So they're doing a bunch of fiery stuff. Uh, You can make your character look like you're from the Fire Nation with the trailblazer outfit. I never buy these, um, so cool. <laughs> yeah. There's a banner. A little that cane being I don't a think... torch is kind of cool. Did they have the banner in the blog previously? Is this a new picture? Uh, this feels like a new picture. No, I, think, I don't remember I seeing think this. this. Was here? Was it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. Okay, I'll believe you. Um, the home animation is pretty cool, is but not, it's just the. This is not the teleport animation they already have in the game. Is it not? No, they. I tr- I spent like an hour trying to fucking find it. Um, I went through like a bunch of the mods Twitter accounts. Uh, maybe it's on like the old one of the old blogs about uh, rewards. I'd have to go through and look more. But it used to be like it would put a circle of fire underneath you, and then you'd like float above it, and then you'd like fly up into the sky. That's an animation oh, that that's was already done. Okay. That they like presented to us, and they were like, "Yeah, we were gonna use this for I think Shattered Relics, maybe Trailblazer. I'm not sure." Yeah, I couldn't find that either when you but mentioned it. They they had they finished that and they still have never used it. And I thought when they said they were gonna add a fiery home teleport, I thought it was gonna be that since it was already done. Nope, we're getting a different thing. Interesting. Yeah, I think this is just kind of similar to the speedy. Yeah, it looks like it's just animation. A speedy teleport animation, but you explode at the end. Um Yeah, instead of leaving dust. So, so that's cool. Yeah, I I won't be using that one. <laughs> um, yeah, we already talked about the blowpipe. Looks fine. The rejuve pool is pretty cool. It's like a I don't like it. a little. You said you don't like I it. I don't like it. 
Oh, I, I think it's cool. It's, you know, a little... I think it's cool, but I wouldn't use it. Brazier in your house. I think it's kind of cool, but I wouldn't use it. Dip your hands in fire. I like it. Um, I like the alchemy animation. That's the next yeah, one. Yeah, you just hold two pieces of fire and smash them together. I like the idea of adding uh, new animations to, like, spells like alchemy and... Like I said last time, Venge is a little bit weird for me. This one's probably fine, because it just, like, adds yeah. some fire particles to Venge. Yeah, I'm glad they've, uh, you know, they're keeping it the red skull, but now it has fire. So like it, you're still doing the animation. There's still the skull, but you know, now there's some more particles attached to it. Yeah. So they're it, they're keeping it visually apparent. I probably won't use this one. I I think the flaming skull looks kind of stupid, <laughs> but I I'm glad that it's not like some fucking weird ass crazy shit. Yeah. You said you didn't like the respawn animation, I think, right? No, I said I didn't like the death animation, but I think the respawn animation is cool because I I like the regular death animation and also I think this one's just like dumb. You start doing the regular death animation and then you like burn up. I don't know, I just I, I don't think that's very cool. Um but like exploding and then popping back into existence is cool because right now all you do is just appear when you respawn. Yeah. So I think respawn animation is a cool idea. Literally anything is an upgrade over popping back into existence. So I like the respawn, yeah, but I would not like, the death. I would like if teleport animations too had like a little animation yeah. for when you appeared somewhere. Like the fucking uh, speedrunner one does. The speedrunner yeah. is, I think, the only teleport in the game that has an arrival animation. I thought I saw that like there was a plugin at some point for like arrival animations. Um, but I never could find it, so maybe I'm going schizo. Maybe someone was just suggesting it or something, but that should be in the game. It'd be cool. Yeah. I I think that every teleport should have a corresponding arrival animation. Yeah. I think it'd be cool. Even if it's just like regular teleports, you know, you just are the little yeah, orb I want, that I want expands. The re- I want reverse T-pose when you arrive. Mm-hmm. You just grow back into existence. I don't care. Yeah. Um, I was always a fan of the RS2 era teleport where you'd like create a little column around you and like jump up into it. And then when you arrived, you'd like fall down as the column appeared. I never played with that, so I'm not familiar. Yeah, that was that was my favorite uh, teleport animation. I thought that that one was cool. But also, I think it was just because it had an arrival animation. I was like, wow, that's so cool. Yeah. And then uh, the Din's kit just isn't in here yeah i i i think they're not adding it because it's not being pulled so i'm fine with that i thought i I personally thought it was a little out of place as a league's reward i don't know i wouldn't have like been super opposed to it but i i just felt it was a little out of place like there's not really a restriction on what they can add as a no and that's why i'm not like super against it but i just i think it's a little out of place just because it's like an inferno related item from leagues that just seems odd to me i don't see how it's odd though like yes it's inferno themed but like i don't know there's nothing that ties like the canon or uh the god books or uh that you're you're referencing the default item though you're not referencing what it becomes, right? 
the idea well, is that the the kit for the um the canon or the god books is themed after the uh shattered relics aesthetic yeah the kit for the din's bulwark would make it themed after the inferno and not after this kind of like fiery look that they're going for i mean i'd argue the inferno is, is this a is a different fiery... fiery look don't kid yourself Inferno uh, I'm is. Gonna, I'm the, gonna kid it's, myself. It's dark black with those kind of orangey bits. This is a new type of red that they're using. It's completely different. I mean, it, you know, it's as as different as a a different shade of red can be. But I think it's a completely different aesthetic, personally. And so it it felt it it feels even more odd than it did to begin with. Now that we see what the rest of everything else looks like. In my opinion, at the end of the day, it doesn't, like I said, it doesn't super matter because it's just cosmetics. Who fucking cares? But mm-hmm. that is that is simply my opinion. I think that it was a bit odd and I'd be fine with it just not being added with this. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I'm not like super attached to it, but I would have liked to see that design come into the game sooner rather than later. Put it in combat um, achievements, baby. <laughs> Put it in the Chad challenges. I don't care. <sighs> Yeah, I've seen a lot of people say it should come from the Jad challenges. I think it'd be cool. Yeah, I'd be fine with that. It wouldn't be a bad place for it. Because yeah, Jad challenges have like, what do they give you right now? The the pet transmog. That's it. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but yeah, these are cool. Yeah. Um, there was something I wanted to talk about, just like leagues in general. Um, but I don't really remember what it was. That's fine. Was, I have stuff to complain was, about. If Yeah, if you have a thing you want to complain about, if I can go for it. It's not related to this at all. It's completely unrelated. Maybe, maybe I'll fact. remember as, as you're complaining. Um, So if you guys remember from a while back, or if you listened to the last XP Waste episode, uh, or two episodes ago by now, uh, I talked about my idea for a crawling hand boss. <laughs> I flushed it out a bit, and I made a Reddit post. And it did decently well, like 250 upvotes, you know, 40-ish comments, uh, not including my own. Um, But uh, someone, you know, like one of the very few negative comments, someone said, why is this one of the only game communities where every member cosplays as a game dev? Actually such a fucking stupid comment. The fact that it's, it's still bothering me, like three days later, like first of all, fuck you. But second of all, I'm I'm annoyed that like it's just a, it's stupid. That's it's just, just an such a fucking stupid brain fucking comment. Take. Like, my guy, you know, I I sent in the comment, but like Doom, yeah, fucking like you know, ten page the, essay you wrote back to him. Yeah, like Doom, you know, the the mother of FPS games, or the father or creator, the progenitor of FPS games, had a fucking custom level made. Like under two months later, it was barely a month. You know, they're, they're called wads. I don't know why they're called wads. Um, I used to I'm know sure why they're called wads. I'm sure if Vedrot hears this, he's gonna mauled that I don't know why they're called wads because he loves playing wads. But he'd probably mauled more um, about me not remembering because I used to play a lot of wads. <laughs> yeah, but like you know, me and Bird, we play a lot of D and D. There's a shit ton of uh, D and D homebrew. Honestly, fuck- there's a term for it. <laughs> Homebrew. Creating your own homebrew to me is often more interesting than playing the game sometimes. <laughs> yeah, like I remember playing Rainbow Six Siege and people were like, here's my custom operator that I 
came up with. Mo- they have like Moki Sniper has made like three different uh legend ideas for Apex Legends. Like Yeah. Um I'm sure people have made like he- you know, custom uh, Destiny Two guns. You oh know, yeah, all legendary the time. guns People or whatever like the fuck they're called. Theorycraft exotics. Yeah, exotics. That's it. Theorycraft reworks to existing shitty exotics, be they armor or weapons. Mm-hmm. You know, Theorac- Theorycraft new subclasses. Like when they added the new subclass systems, people were thinking of like new aspects you could add. Mm-hmm. When things get added to video games, people like to think of ways that they could be better or expanded. Yeah. If you've ever played any Bethesda game, there are literally tens of thousands of mods. You know, maybe hundreds of thousands. I don't know. Some of them good. Some of them awful. Some of them extremely horny. And many of them anywhere in between. Yeah, like, people like to make content for the stuff that they play, you know? It's part of the fun. So, uh, fuck you. Do better, man. You had a stupid opinion. You had a stupid opinion, yeah. Should have replied to me. That that Cali. way I could argue with you more. <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't know. It's it's odd. I, I've said it before, I'll I, say it again. There's a fucking reason I don't go on social media. People just say the stupidest yeah. shit. I mean, I stopped uh, participating in the D&D subreddits because I'd just get angry and argue with people on there because they just like... People just like to spout shit that they have no idea about, and it's really annoying. And they've and the worst part about the internet, or like social media internet interactions, is people re- will refuse to admit that they're wrong. Mm-hmm. Absolutely yeah. fucking completely refuse to admit that they are any amount of wrong ever. What's wrong with what's wrong with being wrong? Like it sucks. Yeah. Like I'd rather be right, but. Yeah, but you get to grow as a as a person. Hey, people Take hate new that. information. People don't people don't like number go up in real life. Shit, you're right. That's relegated to video <sighs> games only. Do you think of what you were trying to think of earlier? I don't know. There's something to the effect of like the design philosophies behind like Dead Man Mode versus Leagues, because like some of the there's a willingness to like be a little more experimental with Dead Man. Yeah, it, it, it kind of feels like it for like the the relic system in particular, um, mm-hmm. because some of the fucking uh, sigils, they're just fucking crazy, and you can mix and match them all the time. And I that was what I liked a lot about Shattered Relics is the the kind of mixing and matching of things. The interface sucked. The clear all button helped, but did not solve the problem. You'd have to constantly like look up which relics would give you which like set bonuses. It was frustrating. I think Dead Man Mode does it very well. You can just activate a relic. There's no set bonuses. You can just have three relics on, and they just do stuff. And they do some crazy stuff. Um, I think for Shattered Relics, I believe Shattered Relics occurred after the first Dead Man Mode with Sigils, right? I think so. It might have been before. I don't remember. But I think with regardless the idea for sigils in dead man mode probably was already an idea racking around in their minds if it hadn't already been released um it seems to me that they were trying to kind of expand on that with like set effects and being able to equip a bunch of them and it just kind of didn't work out um i hope that with i'm gonna actually go back and continue my my other thought 
the other reason I liked that is because you weren't locked into the decision that you made. You could respec mm. and kind of change around your account build all the time, which is fun. I like that. However, there is a certain interestingness to the idea of the the trailblazer method of kind of having to you know sacrifice this for instead taking that there is an interestingness to the restriction of trailblazer i think that's kind of what is at the heart of trailblazer is that it restricts you both in your regions and in the relics that you pick and i think that that's fine but i mm -hmm. hope that in future leagues we can see something more akin to the sigil system um that isn't as annoying as the uh, Shattered Relics system. I hope that they... I don't want them to do, you know, Shattered Relics Reborn like they're doing fucking Trailblazer Reloaded. Some, yeah. I feel like we might end up with that, which... Fuck, but... I hope there's some good ideas that people come up with that isn't, you know, League's uh, group Iron Man. That's... So. So we can have an actual so new league idea. Yeah, there's there've been some interesting ideas. Um, I I think that people remember Shattered Relics for the relics, but we often forget that it actually also was technically a restriction. You were locked out of skills at first and bosses and quests. Yeah, I mean after the um after the this the points to yeah. check that Jagex gave, you could just unlock yeah. everything basically. I literally but... after they made that update was able to unlock everything. Yeah. Everything that I didn't I think... have already was unlocked. I think I think I literally quit the day after that came out because I was like, I'm just not having fun. I, I think But that's not because of the league. That's just because I was already burnt. Yeah. I think that they could perhaps, you know, go down the more restrictive route and try and make something like that more restrictive. I don't know. I admittedly don't have any super great ideas for leagues beyond perhaps involving some kind of randomizer. That could be interesting, but I don't know how you'd balance that to make it interesting. Um, mm -hmm. I hope that the new tier of relics at the end, they haven't, there used to be only six tiers of relics. Now there will be seven. I hope that that opens up some interesting gameplay opportunities. I'm excited to see what the relics are. Um, they have confirmed that you will only be able to take three additional regions uh, to the dismay of people that were hoping you'd be able to take four. Personally, I think that taking three is still more interesting. Um, yeah. A fourth because one, if you take four, a fourth then one makes, it's just... makes an extra one pretty free for me. Mm -hmm. I'd probably take either um, Fremnik or... Uh, what are you getting out of Fremnik? Fremnik, I'm getting full Soul Reaper Axe, which I think is hilarious, as well as rings from DT2 mm. bosses. I would take Asgarnia. Yeah, I would, that was the other option, is Asgarnia. Um, full Asgarnia Soul Reaper Axe just raids. sounds funny. Um, That's fair. It's like it's like a temptation in the back of my mind, but currently my plan still resides with uh, Zaya, Kandarin, and Desert. Or Asgarnia, not Kandarin. Zaya, Desert. Asgarnia. That is, is my current plan. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, taking a fourth just feels... It feels too free, honestly. It feels like you're not sacrificing enough anymore. To me. Um, I wouldn't be completely against the idea of unlocking a fourth region. It could make things more interesting, but I feel like I wouldn't be as like interestingly restricted, you know? That is kind of, like I said, the idea, it seems, at the heart of Trailblazer is restricting you to your choices. So, I don't know. 
Yeah, I'm sure we'll have a lot more to talk about though when uh, yeah, when we like the relics, the relics and the the exact regions uh, rebalancing if they've done any and all the the details come out because yeah. for shattered relics they kept things pretty under the table before release, um, but for trailblazer reloaded they released everything before uh, the league actually came out. They released all the tasks, what all the relics did, everything. So I kind of hope we get to see that again because the the theory crafting before league started was kind of a, a fun period of time. Yeah, but at the same time, kind of just jumping in and not having any idea what you're doing was also fun. But I think that once again goes back to Trailblazer is more about restricting, and if you yeah, if, if you you're going to restrict, into... you want to know what you're doing beforehand. You don't want to put mm-hmm. yourself into a shitty situation like taking the fucking mushroom relic. What was a mushroom relic? You could go to any spirit tree or uh, fairy ring via oh, an item in that your sucks. inventory. Instead yeah. of Eternal Jeweler or Last Recall. That's really bad. <laughs> significantly better options. I think Last Recall is better than the Jeweler too, right? The Jeweler had some interesting applications, but Last Recall overall I think was better, yeah. Yeah. Some people will have Copium told themselves that Last Recall was just infinitely better than Eternal Jeweler, but having used both, I think Eternal Jeweler actually did have some interesting benefits. Yeah, that's fair. I'll I'll have to experience it for myself though. Uh, I'm looking forward to being able to participate in this leagues. Yeah. Hopefully it comes out uh sometime after November seventeenth. What's happening then? I don't. Uh, the day I plan to max. Oh yeah. Probably. Usually leagues is December, so. Yeah. I'm I'm hoping. Just max faster. No, I want to do it on my birthday. I think that'd be cool skill issue it is just move your birthday you know it's not a skill issue though i don't know. i think the podcast kind of sounds like a skill issue it is a skill issue but we're ending the podcast i think uh we're just kind of talking in circles now about yeah uh, I, I wanting to do leagues yeah i kind of <laughs> said all that i had to say about that um and i feel like i haven't done leagues more, but... so i don't have any anything to say yeah, other than i'm excited to fucking insightful maybe one day input, do why aren't you involving yourself in this conversation? I haven't done leagues, Useless. Man. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways. You know what I do know? That we have a Twitter. Oh, really? I yeah. thought we had an X. Oh. <laughs> no, we have a Twitter at twitter.com slash Pod. We also have a YouTube where Bird uh, hasn't uploaded in a while. Yes, sir. YouTube.com slash at Guthics. Make sure to smash subscribe and bell so that you can get notifications for the no videos I release. Hell yeah. You can also become a patron over at patreon.com slash Guthics rest, where I have now committed to doing two bonus episodes a month. Uh, I haven't talked to bird about this, so I'm springing it on now. We talked about it. We should do a bonus episode about D and D. Oh, um, Yeah. I'm fine with that. Sure. That'd be cool. I imagine that's kind of like the idea is just we do the podcast except for things that aren't RuneScape. Yeah. Maybe we'll talk about RuneScape stuff too that doesn't totally fit on the podcast. Yeah, maybe. Like, I don't know. Maybe if we do BH or, or something. I don't know. Unlikely. That probably won't happen. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, if you want to hear those bonus episodes, uh, they go up there as well as ad-free episodes. Um. Release schedule is going to be a little wonky probably for a little while on the main feed and on Patreon as I get used to using Reaper. I don't know how much this is going to slow me down as I learn it, 
but it'll probably slow down quite a bit. Um, uh, we also have a Kofi that you could donate to as a one-time donation at ko-fi.com slash gothicsrest. Wow. Wow. Uh, and if you enjoyed the podcast, make sure you share it to your friends, your family, everyone. Yeah, tell everybody. Tell your tell your brother, tell your mother, tell your friends. Mm-hmm. Um tell me. I mean, I don't even yeah. know that this podcast go, exists. Go, go share it. Tell people that you enjoy it. Um it does help word of mouth as I don't know how you actually advertise a podcast. <laughs> um I have no I idea. Don't know how you advertise anything. Uh organic growth? What the fuck is that? Uh you know, also uh leave a comment on spotify or on youtube uh let us know what you thought give us any feedback you can also join our discord which will be linked down below all these links will also found down below uh yeah. but we do our live broadcasts in the discord if you want to hear us ramble live unedited uh with all of uncensored uncensored it's not going to be included Absolutely in nothing cut the version out. you're listening to if you're not here live but we talked about politics for a bit again Whoa, yeah. it got edited Probably. out. I mean, th- Probably. this is past me speaking. Uh, as listeners of the last episode know, past me and future me, which is editing me, don't like each other. I don't know who this past me thinks he is, but uh, yeah. Fuck you too, buddy. So. Hey, I'll have you know that past me and editing me are fucking homies mm, when I'm doing that's the video cool. edits. Except for sometimes, but past you and editing me hate each other. So I think you're just hateable. Sounds like a skill issue. Skill issue? Question mark. Speaking of skill issues, there's three of us all anyway, trying to catch this crystal implant, but it kept going over a tile Damn. of water and off again. So people were just going back and forth, and it was really funny. So I just simply I just pathed over to it and rooms. grabbed it. Um. Yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, Goodbye. See ya.